Welcome to the Free Money Podcast presented by the undergrad, the procrastination resource, a personal finance podcast where we'll sleep when we're dead or rich, whichever comes first. Targeted to young adults, we'll give you tips, tricks, and advice to help you become financially independent. I'm Tyler, and with me today, again, is a future Forbes 30 under 30, Drew Burton. (laughs) Thanks for coming back on, pal. Thank you. How are you doing? Glad to be back on the show. All right, glad to hear. Now, before we get into it, I um, want to make a quick note of things. Now, Jack, who's been on the show, he's the co-founder of this podcast with me. He's in Barcelona for the semester, so he'll be uh, only on a couple episodes probably throughout this semester, but that's all right. Um, I'll have different people on. We got Drew here again today. So today we're talking about good debt versus bad debt, and um, so debt overall Drew, just to get the the topic started here is uh, you want to avoid debt, but in this in this world, it's pretty unavoidable, mm-hmm. I'd say. So um, we have different types, two types to narrow it down to is your good debt and your bad debt. So you just want to start off with uh, explaining what de- what some good debt could be. Yeah, absolutely. So so just an overview, just a quick summary. I think some things for good debt is almost, I mean, real estate's the number one thing that people can usually connect to, but almost any kind of debt where you're using that money as other people's money to make more of your own money, right? So if you're about credit cards, that's bad debt because most of the purchases you make on there, they're not purchases where your money's going to make more money. You're just spending money that you literally do not have. Yeah. So, I mean, for my business, it's it's actually all about uh, building good debt almost like that because I, I leverage other people's money to invest into books so I can grow it faster and faster rather than just building it up on my own and taking all that time, right? Because time is money. So exactly. I save all that time to build that capital and then I can reinvest it back into the books over and over again. So that that's good debt versus that bad debt like credit cards, just Uber Eats that you can't afford, all that yeah, kind of stuff, especially right. for college kids. All right. So starting a small business is definitely some good debt, and it's something you obviously know a lot about of, since you've built up your own business in the past couple of years. So some positive aspects of it is you get to be your own boss. So if you want to touch on that a little. Well, I think uh, for a small business, it's not all going to be good debt, especially with startups sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just what's different about my business than most is that it's a reselling company. So every time... I put money into the business, into more inventory, I can expect to produce more income, right. net income. But that's not the same with all startups because they usually, okay, so you go out and you make a $50,000 debt decision for your startup, but you need to use all that money to market to get subscribers for whatever. Right. That's not always guaranteed, and that's why startups are so risky. And they say like 99% fail. Um, I think that's a big reason why is people don't know how to manage their debt or you know, really understand the decision they're making. And that's another thing to touch on with kids, you know, applying to school. Like you're asking you're asking these kids to make two hundred thousand dollar debt decisions at eighteen years old. Right. It's it's ridiculous and they don't really understand. They're just kind of following what they're told. Yeah. And to go off that, um actually in one of my speaking of student loans, um in my one of my economics classes, we were talking about this thing called the Hamilton Project. And I'll put that in the show notes for people to check out. But it's actually just comparing, like, um, different majors and how much, like, they make 
like the average income mm-hmm. over time and stuff and they said it's like it's really like less important as to what school you go to it's more important what major you have mm-hmm. so if you're if you really want to go to some school but it's going to put you $150,000 in debt mm-hmm. and then one of your like fourth choices is only going to put you $50,000 in debt yeah. like it may not be your ideal spot but like in the end you're going to be better off mm-hmm. no and I, de- I definitely think there's that correlation and there's definitely that pressure for a lot of students that just go after money pretty much want the highest paying jobs and everything and that and that's what sucks sometimes the college is so expensive and you want people to learn about their actual passions but just what you said like it's an investment in yourself right you want to be in the the most lucrative industry but you also want to love what you do so there's a balance between that and you know some majors you would think wouldn't require as much tuition as other or maybe you don't have to go right. to school at all right mm-hmm. if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor you know you're gonna have to go to law school you're gonna have to go to medical school but it's not the same for business I think I just think business is such a wide variety it always changes the world is always changing so it's hard to teach at least an entrepreneurship major as I am at Temple yeah, yeah. okay so um, we'll move to like a, a different uh, good debt here is a uh, real estate I know this is something that you wanted to talk about mm-hmm. so um, with real estate taking out a mortgage to buy a house that I that's considered good debt if it's not a huge mortgage that one that you can manage like I know a lot of people say you've probably heard this too is that if you're going to take a mortgage have one-fourth of the um what it's worth like what the house is worth Mm -hmm. to put a down payment on Mm -hmm. so um anything else you want for me yeah for me when I think about just owning or renting I want to rent you know until I'm ready to actually settle down and that's more of like a personal thing right that's because of the whole notion of time is money, right? So mm-hmm. if you have a lower rent, right, then I can use more of my money. Most people, they, they use their time and they trade it for earned income. But m- for me, the more money I have that I can push back in to invest in multiple streams of income, but really just the books right now, um, the more money I can see back and build that. So that's the same yeah. thing kind of with cars, leasing a car, buying a car. I wouldn't want to take on that huge liability in those much more expensive payments because all that time is money to me that I can push in the market and take back out. Right. And then there's also, like, um, I'm not an expert on this, but um, I've listened to a bunch of real estate podcasts, read a couple books, and, like, um, people going in and buying uh, rental properties and, like, using hard money lenders or even uh, taking out loans from a bank to buy this house and then rent it out and use those passive income. Like I consider that good debt as well, just mm-hmm. because you you're investing in yourself and you're, you this investment is paying you dividends as you go on. Mm-hmm. So um, real estate is like a really great opportunity. There's not a lot of bad debt in real estate unless you're just buying something way out of your budget mm-hmm. or you're just having like a bad deal. If you're going to commercial real estate and like there's some endeavors that are just not wise. Right. Yeah. So it does all come down to the numbers when it comes to real estate, because you're seeing how much money you can leverage from other people, mainly banks, what percentage interest rates you can get, and it's really all about setting up cash flow performa and making sure the numbers are all right. Perfect. All right, so now we'll, we'll go into bad debt here. I mean, there's just like a, a couple other things um, with good debt, uh, just 
you know, different loans that you could take out if you're starting like a business or whatever, but that can be risky. Mm-hmm. Um, so bad debt is, uh, I think there's a lot of bad debt in cars, mm-hmm. especially like uh, when people just graduate, they finally like, they're getting a salary for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're getting that um, that paycheck that they've never really seen before because before they were just a kid working summer jobs. Now you get a real job and they want to mm-hmm. go out and buy a nice car and impress their friends. And that's just not a smart thing because as soon as a car drives off the lot, it depreciates in value. Mm-hmm. And you also have to consider like repairs, um, stuff like that. So just settle for a car that can get you where you're going. There's, there's really no need to to go out and buy a brand new BMW as soon as you graduate. No, it just doesn't make sense. It's definitely a depreciating asset and a liability. And you always want to leverage uh, an entire, you know, the worth of an entire dealership and the money they have to be able to lease out to you. You know, that's what you're really leveraging. So you get all this time to make more money and you don't, you're not stuck with that asset all the time. Because most of the, I've talked to one of my friends, he's a car, uh, salesman and he said it's crazy that people you know they buy the car but then usually by the time a lease would end you know 36 months 48 months um, they're ready to get a new car anyway so they trade right. in and lose all this money when they could have been leasing you know but a lot of people don't work off of the idea that they can use the money and the time that they save to put it into a market or something to to make it more right and then uh Another thing just to be aware about, like, if you do lease, uh, you're, you're restricted to how many miles you can put on the car. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you live in an area where you're commuting 45 minutes to work, mm-hmm. you got to be careful of that because once you reach that limit, that miles, they'll start charging you, like, 25 cents a mile, yeah. 20 cents a mile yeah. of what you go over. So, you just got to be, like, aware of that stuff. But, yeah, leasing is definitely, like, a better option if you're – and if just you're, what you said too, there's some negotiating tactics too, yeah. too. You know, seeing how many miles you can get for you know the lease payments and everything like that. So even then, you can give yourself a leg up rather than just paying sticker price or something like that. Exactly, because you really, really don't need that cool of a car when you graduate. Like, no. I see a lot of people go out and get nice cars as soon as they get a real mm-hmm. job, and it's just not a smart investment. Just get some the get you to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So then also bad debt, um, credit cards. You touched on that uh, a little bit earlier, but you know when you get a credit card, there's some things you really want to be aware with, and me and Jack have talked about them in different episodes, but you, you really, really, really just don't want to be maxing out your credit cards. Like It's, it's money that you you really you technically like don't have like you got to pay it back like it's always easier to to swipe a card than to actually hand over cash Mm -hmm. so i mean just be careful with that because people can rack up credit card debt and it can just pile pile and pile up and it gets real ugly real quick well the credit card i've heard about i've read about before is is one of the most advertised um products in america and that's because it's so easy, and just what you said, when you have plastic, it's so easy to swipe and spend money, but you're you are literally spending money you don't have, yeah. or you think you don't have. So yeah, I, I agree, I think you should always carry cash. Um, the only real incentive I use my credit card for is actually for my business, and that's just because of airline miles. Um, mm-hmm. But I immediately pay it off, so that helps my credit, credit score too. Like, 
the day after, you know, however much I spend on the books, I just make sure I have it in my debit, my actual bank account. Yeah. And then just transfer it over right away. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely... Credit card debt is just a real ugly thing, and there's a stat that, like, 70% of Americans are now in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And uh, about the marketing thing that you touched on, like, I know as soon as I turned 18, just constantly getting things yeah. in the mail about people wanting you to sign up and um, just really know your options about it. There's a lot of credit cards that you'll get in the mail, like people trying to uh, tie you into stuff, and there could be, like, a lot of hidden fees, stuff like that, mm-hmm. so... Well, the, I think the hardest thing about money and just money management is actually getting over that initial maybe five grand hump, ten grand hump, something where you can actually have comfortable money where you don't need that money. Right. It's not so liquid, but it's there to grow in some kind of facet or form. And that's why as soon as you're 18, you're already getting in debt. You, you made a $200,000 debt decision to go to college and then mm-hmm. a credit card. And most likely, I mean good for the students that do have jobs uh, while they go to school, most likely you don't have any income coming in besides winter break, summer, and any kind of spring break in between for college going home. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously huge, and that, that's what just gets people off not really learning how to manage debt or manage their money or really what you need to do with your money to make sure you're, you're comfortable. Right. And then just moving on to the last bad debt I have here. And it can be good debt, but just student loans. We talked about it a bit before. But, mm-hmm. you know, making a decision to go to put yourself $200,000 in debt and the average salary for what you want to do is 50000 a year, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the smart move. It's not the right move. Um, and a lot of people do that, unfortunately. They put themselves in a lot of debt, and there's a lot of great options out there, like two years at community college and transfer in, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe go to, like, your fifth or sixth choice. There's trade school that, you know, um, are guaranteed jobs, guaranteed benefits with a lot of those jobs, mm-hmm. and people make some pretty good money in, like, the trade industry. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, so kind of how... The education system is set up in America, you know, it, it, it's set up to breed workers. And that's kind of a product of the system and why the U.S. economy has, has experienced continuous growth for the past 10 years and just overall before the Great Depression. But, you know, you have people that you convince to trade their time for money, and those, those people's time actually create more value for businesses than they're paid. And that's how the growth of of businesses happen that's how the growth of the United States happens um, so you always talk about job creation and everything like that 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 comes from entrepreneurs and I, I hate how school is so you know cookie cutter yeah uh, and I think the people that really change the world other than politicians and, and things like that are really the entrepreneurs and the mm-hmm. people who start businesses and you know you really need to promote that more in school to, for the overall growth of the US economy and you see there's so much opportunity out there now with the internet, just connecting to people, you know. It, it's extremely different times, and nothing has changed in the school system. Yeah, that's... Of years. That, that is true. I mean, um, it's, always, it's always the same system with school, you know. I feel like there's, there's a problem where... Um, in my school, I don't know about your school, but like personal finance was not a required class. I feel like that's something that should be required. Yeah, there's there's no classes on money in high school or in college. I mean, there's literally no class. I looked it up too. Like there is no class at Temple University that says 
that has money in in its title or any kind of money management other than accounting maybe personal accounting but, mm-hmm. you know that's still not that's just telling you how to budget numbers yeah it's not telling you what to actually do with money or what's smart or what's not yeah so it just i feel like there should there should be some kind of money management course in in every grade ever, ever since first grade you know you just yeah increase the level and difficulty but money management you know you can just grow that idea yeah exactly age. and that would really help us get out of these you know these debt cycles of people, you know, like 70% of Americans having credit card debt. Like, people would be more aware of stuff like this. And, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, I've had, I've been here, I've had, what, four philosophy classes that have been required to take, but no, not required to take anything about how to actually pay off my student loans or yeah. anything like that. I mean, that's like a huge part of why we started this podcast, just because mm-hmm. there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different podcasts and articles out there to educate people on stuff but like being able to to voice it from a student another student's like perspective and mm-hmm. get that out to other students is like that's what our goal is here because there's not a lot out there and there really no. should be no there is and that's good that's what the internet does allows us connect with one another but i wanted to touch on one thing i heard one time you reminded me of they said one of my professors once said the only thing they won't teach you in college is how to start your own college or university. You know, they don't teach you the business plan behind it because right. they don't want you to know what they're doing. But, I mean, I don't want to, like, shit on all colleges and schools and majors and everything like that. But yeah. I just think for, from an investment standpoint, good debt, bad debt, you know, it the price used to be, you know, around $5,000, maybe $500 back, way, way back. Mm-hmm. You know, but now it's come to a point of, how is my return on this investment really going to plan out versus, you know, catching real world experience or, you know, just finding other internships and other ways without a degree. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, I mean, we covered a lot here. Um, had some pretty good conversation about good debt, bad debt, but, um, I think that's it. Make sure you, uh, email us with any questions, any suggestions, free money podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at free money underscore pod. And Drew, thanks for coming on the show again. It's always good to have you on. You're always welcome to come back, talk some more. Absolutely. Love being here. All right. So that's it. Make sure you subscribe and share with your friends and have a great day.